7 Days to Play. Welcome to 7 Days to Play, your weekly mobile game review program. I am Sam. And I'm Edwin. Each week we challenge one another to play a new mobile game. This week it was my turn and I chose High Rise, colon, a puzzle cityscape. Oh, you know what? I kept calling it Build Up because I think that's like the main call to action uh, <laughs> when you start the game. Oh, I see. That would be a good, yeah. Oh, it's just build. And for some reason, I knew there was like something upwards. And so I kept calling oh, it build rise. up. Like, oh, I, see. <laughs> yeah. I see. Yeah. I got to put my notes about build up. That game build up. Anyway, it is it is called High Rise Cole on a Puzzle Adventure. It is a 2020 match three puzzler from Florian Grolig. Available mm. in the App Store now for free with a 99 cent upgrade to remove ads. In this game, you get a 5x5 five five grid and true to its name, you need to, every time you match, well, it's not quite a match three. It's an interesting twist on a match yeah. three. It's a matchy, it's a color matchy game. Uh, it's a color matchy build up game. Build up. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to take a stab at trying to describe the gameplay. Okay. You get colored blocks. Colored blocks can merge together when they are of equal height. So you place two one-by-one blocks next to each other. The block that has been there the longest stays where it is, and then the new block morphs into it. And lo, you have a a a two-block-high tower. Then you place one block next to that. Uh, 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 That is not the same kind of total number of blocks, right? So you can place two one-by-one blocks next to the tower, and that'll morph in and make a four-block tower. Or you can place, if you're cunning, try and place two two block towers next to each other, and that'll morph into a four. So that's really the game. Um, you just keep matching colors, keep on matching colors. Those colored blocks just keep on coming. You keep on matching. Put them next to each other. They morph. You know, like the like the threes game. You know, you get the general idea is you when you get that chain of buildings that morph into each other. That's like probably the the highlights of the game. So it's about setting up, placing your colors so that you can start that chain, build up the the height of the of the blocks, and uh, the highest score wins. Essentially, you're playing against yourself. It is the endless an endless puzzler until you run out of blocks, and the five by five grid is filled. Until it's filled up, until you have no more options except to quit and give up, or rebuild this, rebuild or this rebuild. city from the ground up. Rebuild up the game. And that's about it. Uh, there's a couple of other little mechanics in there. Every 1,000 points, you get a, a miraculous remove, a remove block action. So you can then take any, I shouldn't say a block, a, a square. So anything on a given square, which is the foundation for where you can put blocks, uh, you can remove all blocks on that square. Uh, I think that's yeah, every 1,000 points you get that, which is kind of handy. Uh, you get some tricky blocks that are two colors on top of each other. I feel like those confused me. I couldn't quite get my head around the strategy for using those mm. two colored blocks because often what I would end, then end up with is like a, a five orange tower but with a one green on top and that doesn't get converted into the pleasing windows and office tower looking thing you get if it's a tower of a single color. Right. It's a, it's a building with absolutely no ventilation. <laughs> it is. It's sort of a Mission Impossible style building. <laughs> Only accessible from the top through a single vent. <laughs> Just finagle his way down. Here's your climbing wire. Yep, off you go, Sam. Please enjoy the building. Don't touch the floor. Bye-bye. <laughs> Sam, how'd you get on with this game? 
To be honest, I actually did not like this game. Ooh. I yeah, I had a real hard time understanding the the colors uh, and how it sort of like sucked into each other. Like I probably did the tutorial like twice just to make sure. Yeah, but even then, like when I actually got to the game part, um, I don't know. Like it, I felt like it was sucking it, sucking in the blocks the wrong way. Yep. Um, when you just mentioned that, oh, the blocks that was there before is the one that stays still and everything else that comes in are the blocks, you know. Yes. It's, that was like, oh, okay, I see. Right, that is like one major piece of information that it, they do not tell you. you right. You kind of have to just deduce from using it or maybe mm-hmm. reading other reviews on the web if you're doing your research. But that was, <laughs> yeah, it took me a while as well, the first few days. It just felt like the wrong thing was happening or like you don't really get a choice of, hey, do you want to merge into this freshly placed block or the tower that was been there before and yeah. you know i must have giant thumbs okay <laughs> I'm, i must have giant thumbs because like caligula yeah <laughs> i don't know just did caligula it was, have big thumbs i don't know i don't know i'm gonna say he did. it was <laughs> so in this game you have to kind of rotate the screen in order for you to see all the grids uh that are properly laid out right it's sort of uh isometric perspective mm-hmm. to begin with it's an and then, like, you can rotate it so you can see the other blocks. Because, uh, like, as these blocks sort of rise up, uh, which is another title. <laughs> um, some of the grid on where you're supposed to place these blocks can be obscured by those blocks, right? By the buildings. Yes. Um, and so there's another element where, like, if you drag up and down, it does a tilt. Uh, so you can tilt and see a total top view, but then when you see the total top view, which is probably the easiest way for you to put the blocks, the total top view then does not give you enough information about how high those blocks are. Yes. Um, this is the endless, and, endless conundrum of, uh, architecture drawings. Right. Uh, and so I, whenever I thought like, oh, I was just scrolling, it kind of tapped the grid and it placed my block there. And got me really frustrated because I did not mean to place the block there. And then even when I like scrolled it up to the top and like tapped the block, like I sometimes got like a point where it didn't register. Maybe my, maybe my fingers are dead, Edwin. (laughs) They're dead inside. (laughs) They're dead inside. Yeah, you are right. The, it does seem too small on the screen to be able to accurately place, especially as you say, if you have two big towers or three or four big towers and there's a, there's an empty block in the middle, uh, placing that I found, yeah, you'd have to go top down view. Um, but yeah, I would have liked to have seen maybe it's even like a numerical counter for the height of the blocks on the top down view. You do get that in the isomorphic view. Once you get a tower of five or more, Mm. I think there is some research that humans can look at up to four or five things and know exactly how many things there are before they have to the brain has to manually count them. So there's some interesting science there. Uh, but then does say five, but it's kind of in a cutesy like clock tower or, uh, kind of sign on the side which is not viewable from all angles so although mm. it's cute and in the theme of the architectural style of the building is not actually that useful i would have really liked to have seen it on the top down view that you could still see the number of blocks or how how high they are in that top down view and oh lord please just give me an undo just one undo button i would yeah i would pay another 99 cents maybe 99 100 cents <laughs> to right. have, an undo, have an undo button <laughs> <laughs> i mean especially at a game that's like it's a kind of an endless puzzler right the idea is you keep going um 
and making a silly mistake kind of ruins the entire experience for you. It really does, yeah. Um, when when they first, you know, when I was playing this game organically without the tutorial, you know, I got to that moment of having that remove block. Yeah. Right? And I removed the wrong block and that frustrated me to no end. First of all, when you get that like remove block, I feel like I was in analysis paralysis. I was like, oh, <laughs> like, which one should I remove? This is my chance to like set it clear. Uh, to, and to wash I, away the mistakes of yesterday. <laughs> the sins of my fathers. <laughs> um, and when I, I like tapped on the wrong block because I have, once again, very fat fingers, apparently. <laughs> Even on the 10s Max. Um, and so... Yeah, just having that undo ability or even, you know, like a lot of puzzle games implement a double tap where one is to say, okay, is this it? And then another tap to confirm. Uh, and I felt like this could could have used that. I think they already do something where like if you kind of mouse over or like you, you put your thumb over like an area, it kind of grays the area a bit. I think just a double tap there would have been great. Um, you know, just another tap to make sure. But yeah, there's something odd about like the controls. I feel like it wasn't, I didn't get used to it. Hmm. Yeah, I can see that I did get used to it. I kind of, I did enjoy this game. I liked it as a quick pick up and play. Um, hmm. There is no mid game save. So all your progress is lost. If you, you know, uh, close the app and go do something else and then come back to it. Which Yeah, kind of sucks, especially in a game that's supposed to be an endless Right, an infinite runner. An, an infinite puzzler. Uh, feels like the lack of a mid-game save is quite a kind of glaringly missing feature that I would have certainly liked. Um, but I enjoyed it. Sam, shall we reveal mm. how our highest scores on High Rise call on a puzzle adventure? How do you check your highest score? Uh, you open the app and it says high scores. <laughs> oh no, you press options. I'm so sorry. Okay, uh, let's see. Option. Okay, yeah. Okay, my highest score is 3,545. Wait, is that oh. the number? Is that how Americans speak? 3,500? No, 3, If you want to go with that route, that's 3,545. 3,545. Done. Mine is 1,120. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Edwin. Oh, thank you. Once again, you have bested me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's if you go to the leaderboard, the winner right now uh, on the all-time high scoreboard of uh, in the Apple Arcade. No, it's not Arcade. What's called Game Center? Um, is over a hundred thousand points. Oh boy! So, you know, I mean, we've got That's a, ways a lot to of go. points. That's a lot of building. That's a lot of building. Um, yeah, it's it, the fact that there is no mid-game save. And the fact that you need very nimble <laughs> fingers. <laughs> That's an intense time to get that score. Yeah, right? So that does not sound like a relaxing building fun times. Let's get to the three by threes, Edwin. Three things I that build you up and three, three things that destroy. That, that depress. comes in like a wrecking ball. Oh, yes. Well, that's good. Um, I really enjoyed the when you get the chain of actions together, when you set up all your blocks just right, you've placed that final block, and you get that. Once you get 
up to five stories. They get the windows on them, and you know mm. they start to actually look like buildings, which is very pleasing. Like that is a nice little touch that you can build up to four, and they're just plain. And then once you get to five and up, then you start getting oh, it's these are real buildings in my high rise city. <laughs> but that was super fun. I really enjoyed that a lot. And the buildings are very cute. They have a nice little pixel art on them, um, and it does help you from certain angles how how high it is, so you can kind of try and work out how many other blocks you need to place nearby to, uh, to mm-hmm. build the building. Yeah, I feel like um, I really like the aspect that this was kind of a new take on puzzle games, right? It's not just like any other match three game. It's not like uh, the, the, the copiously copied threes, <laughs> yeah. right? But it is kind of like threes in a sense where you have to match things that adds onto itself and then you got to match other things to add onto itself to equal what that initial thing is in order for them to merge together. Right. So I thought this was like such an interesting take on that and not copying the formula of threes, which other companies have done and profited from, which is gross. So I really appreciated that aspect. Um, I think the color system is pretty well done as well. And I like the fact that there's like this three dimensional thinking, uh, so if you like those aspects on, you know, you want to try like a new puzzle game um, that kind of feels like threes, but really isn't. I think this definitely has that, that, that sense. Yeah. Well, that's it for my good things. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I will say I did enjoy this game. Like there's, it's a simple game. There's no, there's not a whole bunch to say about it, but uh, I think it's reasonably well implemented. I'm sure that we will talk about some of the quirks <laughs> coming up. Right. The bad threes. Yeah, uh, um, let's get on to the bad threes, I Edwin. had no hesitation in recommending this game. On to the bad threes. I mean, no mid-game save just seems like such a glaring omission, especially because it's a infinite puzzler. Um, if, the, right. if, the game, if the goal is to get that high score, then really you need some way to mid-save, to save mid-game and, the game. Yeah. yeah, and totally. And I feel like this is one of those games where you build a lot of mental, like a lot of memory as to like where things are, right? Like, much like threes, you know, you know where you're stacking up your higher numbers so that you can kind of guide all your other numbers to go towards that direction. And I feel like with this, like, you know where your starting block started off from. And so you constantly want to, like, build towards there. Yeah. And it is one of those things where, like, exponentially, it is going to take a lot more time to, like, build up to these higher buildings. So, yeah, having no save in the middle of it just kind of feels like a grave mistake. <laughs> I don't know why. Why? No one knows why, Sam. <laughs> um, my second bad point is that I initially, I had a really hard time understanding the puzzle element, and I feel like I still don't really grasp it yet. Um, I know, like, you have to put it nearby uh, to, to have it, like, yeah, to have it, like, adjacent, to have it, like, go in together. But then what, like, like you said, like what really caught me up or like those double blocks, those double colored blocks. Oh, they're pesky. They're pesky. And (laughs) I still don't know, like it hasn't clicked for me. Like I'm looking for that click moment of like, I know exactly what to do with these piece. Right. Yep. And I feel like I haven't had that clicking moment. Um, And I don't know if I will. Yes. Because you can, because the top block can get merged in with an adjacent Eventually. building as well. Right. Even from not the ground level. 
which yeah, is, I mean, uh, so let's say you have a building that is of three blocks high. Three blocks, right? Um, so you don't necessarily need an adjacent piece that is also three blocks. You just need three more pieces that are adjacent to it. <laughs> so let's say the building has one block on the north and two blocks on the west. Then those will merge in to make it a four block in total. So like, I think now that I explain it, like now I kind of get clearer <laughs> with it. Right. But oh, Sam, I'm having the same experience I have every week of like, finally, when we talk <laughs> about the game, that's when I get it after struggling with it all week. <laughs> But yeah, otherwise I've had a pretty hard time understanding. I guess like the the aha puzzle moment of this game. Yeah, uh, I would also love an undo feature. As you say, it's it is fiddly to place the block. Sometimes it does seem to misregister taps. Sometimes you're just not paying a hundred percent attention. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I kind of understand the idea of hey, it's a uh, it's even a puzzler, so you just got to get keep getting it right, and getting it right is part of the game. But I don't know. For a puzzle game, I would really like an undo button. Maybe just one. Just one undo per game. Maybe you could limit right. it. Something like that. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Or like you earn it, right? Rather than giving you a block up, mm. it gives you one undo. Oh. Something like, like that. that. Yeah. Um, and you can stack up undos if you want to. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Uh, my last my last bad point... Um, and I'm not going to mention like the mistaps because I think I don't really think people had issues with the mistap. If that was there, it'd be great. If you had the two clicking ability, the two tapping ability, that'd be perfect. Yeah. Um, but for me, the last bad point is I I had a really difficult because I, I usually play my games towards the evening, and I have night shift on mm-hmm. towards the evening. Ooh, so warm and yellow. Right. And the difference between the green and the turquoise or like the, the aqua mm. or is it? Yeah. Teal. Just made it maybe the teal. Yeah. Made it really difficult to see the differences between those two. Uh, and I would get so many instances where I was sure like these were the same blocks and then I placed it next to it bom, bom. and it just didn't work. So any sort of like colorblind mode, I think would definitely help with that. I didn't want to, I didn't want to take my phone out of night shift because for some Your reason, you can't, <laughs> you can't, there isn't a control center toggle for night shift, even though there's an everything else toggle in the control center. Oh boy. Yes, <laughs> that's true. Uh, my final bad point is uh, the tutorial, I think doesn't, just misses some of the important things. Like for example, the block that's been there the longest will stay there when it mm. does the merge. Like that's kind of a key piece of information that I think you miss. And I think that kind of, potentially falls into or leads leads into that problem you have of just not getting the puzzle or just not understanding the puzzle getting the fun of like oh, okay i'm going to solve this and keep on going um yeah so there's a few few things certainly that i yeah make it make it tricky and frustrating so right. what is your final seven day rating for high rise colon eight puzzling adventure of cityscapes final seven day rating is two days I tried, um, and I think ultimately uh, it not really clicking with me, finding trouble and sort of doing the tapping and the zooming. Um, yeah, this was a two-day for me. But I would still recommend it. I play this every day. Yeah, this was a nice easy way in, so a seven-day for me. A nice easy pick-up and play. 
as you said, it's a nice twist on the sort of fairly tired match three games where we where we are nowadays. Um, for free, it's great. Ninety nine cents to unlock. I'm happy to do it. You know, there's not it's not a hugely deep game. I don't think. I don't think you'd be playing this a year from now, but uh, for a few months, it's enjoyable. I'm going to keep it around. I love yeah, those Kindle I, buildings. I kind of um, would like to see how this game is. Yes, this was pretty new. I think it's on. only been one, one or two versions released yet uh, so far. Yeah, and seemingly online, the developer is taking on some of this feedback, certainly around the no mid-game saves and maybe an undo. So there may be some updates to come in the near future. Right. So maybe maybe we'll check in at some point and see how uh, how much of it has changed with some of this feedback. But not to say we are the voice of feedback. But <laughs> well, we are some voices. so now that you've gotten your puzzler fixes out of the way edwin Mm -hmm. uh i'm going to recommend something that i think also mm, you might like okay edwin are you not are you not a fan of retro games like classic games sure i'm talking about games like (laughs) pac-man I would say that I enjoyed them in the past. I don't know if I necessarily want to go play them again. I think this is this happens every time. I like, oh, I love Super Mario Brothers. Oh, I go play. I'm like, oh, actually, yeah, this is great. Twenty years ago, now I'm a little bit over it. But I have an open mind. Good news because they've made a new version of it. Um, because it also crosses over into another genre of gaming that you really like, which is battle royale. Tell me more. Edwin, you have seven days to play Pac-Man Party Royale. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, interesting. Oh. Okay, great. This actually reminds me, there is a multiplayer Pac-Man game that I may have played at some of these retro arcades. Right. So Barcade has a version of uh, Pac-Man where four people can play at the same time. Yeah. On a and board. this yeah. seems to be the mobile version of it. Oh, yeah. And I've played it a little bit, and that we had some fun with it. So, ah, interesting. So, this is Pac-Man Party Royale. It's in the Apple Arcade, so only iOS users only, unfortunately. Uh, the tagline is, the retro arcade multiplayer. <laughs> I feel like it's missing a word, but sure. <laughs> Yeah, like game at the end of it. Maybe maybe Apple Arcade only gives them four words. <laughs> yeah, so you get four words to describe your game, go. Why do they use the? <laughs> get rid of the. It used to be retro arcade. Right. Multi- anyway. Uh, oh, I'm excited for this. It looks good. Having some experience of playing the sort of hardware version. <laughs> right. Nice. I think there are some additional rules in here uh, that makes it a little bit more different. And, you know, normally in Battle Royale games... Once you're out, you're like kind of out for that whole session, right? But I think they do something a little bit extra here that makes that a little bit better. So we'll see. I'm looking forward to turning into an unstoppable chomping machine. <laughs> How is that different from regular day Edwin? True. I'm hungry. I'd be eating lunch right now if I wasn't recording a podcast. Before we go, Sam, the time for things of the week. So, you know, we're, we're cooped up at home as, as is the situation and sometimes we long to go out. Oh, yes. Right. On a daily basis. Um, so I've gotten myself into a little bit more of the VR space 
Mm, interesting. Yes. And have found the joys of looking for VR workouts. Oh, okay. So there's this game called... Um, two things kind of set me off in this path. Uh, Oculus recently launched a game called uh, Supernatural, which is not based on my favorite oh, TV show. Oh, that's a shame. <laughs> if only. <laughs> Instant purchase, though. <laughs> um, so Supernatural is a game... <sighs> It's kind of like a VR workout thing where they're getting like, you know, similar things of Peloton where there's a, a daily workout that is guided by an actual person that's there. Uh, it's pre-recorded, but it's pre-recorded for that day and it guides you through these workouts and the workouts are like very motion based. So if you if you're familiar with a game called like Beat Saber, where there's like music accompanying you. And you got to do certain motions of like slicing these little items with your two handheld devices uh, attached to your Oculus um, in certain motions. Like you follow that, right? And then along with the beat, and then you have to do like squats at the same time. So it's an effective workout because of the squats and it allows you to do squats pretty well. Uh, it's really cool. But then it's something like nine or $20 a month. Okay. And I felt that that was pretty pricey uh, as something to like, you need to have a VR equipment on and it's not as conducive as you to like actually get the gear on and stuff. So I checked out another thing called Beat Saber. Beat Saber is actually the, the first, like another version of the game that allows you to do these kind of workouts. And that is pretty amazing. Like they have this like workout song that's, um, I forget what it's called. It's like Beat, beat Sweat. <laughs> <laughs> nice and i gotta tell you it's it's a it's a great it's a great little workout gets your cardio up you do some really good squats and it's fun uh so nice that's been my that's been my jam is that on the oculus the quest week. it's both on the oculus quest and the oculus rift the oculus ox <laughs> so, <laughs> so you have to do it with your sweaty face goggles right so i got like a, this liner thing this like silicon liner thing with the face goggle so you can just like wipe off the sweat effectively oculus sweaty face goggles <laughs> but is that the one with the soft material uh, on the outside yes so the oculus quest has the soft material on the outside oh no that's the google daydream oh I think you're okay about. Yeah. oh yes i see right yeah, like, yeah. So, don't want to get that sweaty <laughs> well do you get sweaty when you work out uh i used to when i go to the gym i just can't seem to muster the intensity or effort it just in the corner of my bedroom i it's not really working for mm, me yeah well but i do try every day to do something some movement do you, at least do you enjoy running not really no mm. how about yoga we're just going to yeah. go through all the exercises that i know of with that one right now what about swinging beat sabers in the air to catch the beats? <laughs> unz, unz, unz. <laughs> you can try that. If you get a PS5, the PS5, uh, the PS, the PlayStation VR, no, sorry, if you get the PS4, mm. the PlayStation VR is actually very, very good in terms of a uh, VR equipment. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just saying, just throwing that out there. But I mean, VR is all sold out everywhere, right? Like everyone has done this. That's true. Everyone's I was listening to a show and they had an interesting point um, that, you know, as you say, we're cooped up inside. We cannot leave. 
but they sort of treat this idea of going into VR world as this almost sort of tricking your brain into a, into the idea that you've been somewhere else. They're like, mm. oh sure, you're still in your house, but you know, oh if there's I don't know, there's a couple of games where I know you're an assassin or something, and you have to go do your assassin business in like a desert or something. I don't know. But it sort of still tricks your brain into thinking, oh, I've been out of the house and I've been into a different environment. Oh, know, interesting. I don't know if you kind of felt that as well. Like, oh, I don't know. I'm still in my house, but hang on. If I need a break, I can go into I, VR world, sort of. I think the problem is that I don't feel really cooped up even though mm. I'm in my house. Ah, the Jersey lifestyle, <laughs> <laughs> as, we, as we know it. <laughs> But what's great about the Supernatural game is that it gets like these real life uh, scenes recorded in 3D VR. Oh, wow. Like, you, you know, you're in like the cliffs of Scotland and like that's where like your first workout is. Oh, and it the looks- body cliffs of Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's absolutely beautiful. Like sometimes like VR tricks you. Like if you're in an, an environment, like I almost smell the environment. It's really weird. Um, like oh, it automatically transports you over to like a cityscape and I feel like I can smell like the car fumes it's it's uh, it's that effective I think so I can see it for people like yeah. it actually feeling like a good escape Edwin what is your thing of the week a little bit of follow up from the last week's thing of the week at Terrace House mm. um, I shared a picture with you which is actually from the official Terrace House account but it shows them filming on a beach just to give you an idea of kind of what the, the production yes what the production actually looks like um when they're filming these intimate scenes i think this is from the season after the one i'm watching um but i think it's still interesting i don't know sam if you have any thoughts on that yeah i mean with any sort of i feel like real world which is like the lowest of budgets yeah uh had a very similar thing where there's a crew that follows them around with like lighting equipment and sound equipment um, totally just makes it a non-realistic, real scenario. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. It was I, I feel like the whole thing is kind of scripted anyway. Most most reality shows, I think, are kind of scripted. Yeah, you make the distinction between, like, oh, it's not scripted, but of course the uh, directors and production team have influence over what happens. And right. they may not be like, oh, here is a script to read, but hey, talk about this, or yeah. here is this situation, you know. So really, it's sort of playing with what the audience expects unscripted to mean. Yeah, they're uh, inceptions. Inceptionists, inceptioners. <laughs> yes. They plant the idea in your head, and then they, they set off and, and do that thing. <laughs> right. Uh, my thing of the week is, I think we picked it before, but... The recent episode of Monster Factory is quite a doozy. <laughs> I mean, in, in addition to the normal shenanigans, what really got me this time was I think Griffin installed a mod that basically put all the UI text strings through Google Translate through several languages and then back into English. And oh boy, that got me real good. The gen- I was like really confused. When you select your character is the situation. <laughs> Which is fantastic. <laughs> no, it's something like no, it was like Canada. Oh, but the label gender is just <laughs> the situation, and the, yes, the options are woman Canada and, and woman. <laughs> oh, it's very good. Um, definitely worth uh, checking it out just to brighten up your day. Uh, 
those McElroys. Nice twist on the uh, Monster Factory uh, genre, I would say. So how often do they do a Monster Factory episode? I would say between every maybe two two to four weeks. Mm. I don't think it's on a fixed schedule. Gotcha. Of a, kind of a as and when. Whenever they feel the urge yeah. to create a monster. Can we describe, which actually, for those who uh, may have not have seen it, um, two out of the three McElroy brothers have a YouTube series called Monster Factory where they take video games that allow character creators and just kind of push that to the extreme making the most hideous hideous characters they can and then they kind of use that as a jumping off point for improv around um yeah characters and right. situations uh, and normally it's done by some rules that they've set upon themselves like they have some some like you know easy ground rules that they're going to play with like there's no uh no in between levers you know like <laughs> no middle sliders <laughs> no middle sliders like it's either min or max uh which i think is a good rule <laughs> <laughs> but yeah definitely worth checking out um especially the most recent episode i enjoyed it very much and that's our show edwin you have seven days to play pac-man party royale the action retro multiplayer <laughs> <laughs> the retro action multiplayer <laughs> It's strange. <laughs> uh, if you have any game suggestions for us, you may tweet us at Seven Days to Play, and follow us on Spotify at Seven Days to Play. Seven Days to Play. Seven Days to Play.